1: Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host, Sam Leibowitz.
2: Good morning, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, what a special day it is. It is the last of my Friday shows. After four and a half, more than four and a half years of filling this time slot of Friday mornings, 11 a.m., I am in the process of moving. Yes, I will still be doing my show. I'll be just doing it on a different day of the week. And you're going to have to listen till the end of the show to find out when I'm moving to. So, I'm going to keep you in suspense as we go through our show today, which was so rudely interrupted last week by that darn Mercury retrograde and all kinds of technical gremlins running through the lines, but never fear, we're okay now. So let's start off. As always, I'm sure you've been waiting all week long for our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what they have in store for us today from the universe. What's most important is that you're here. A million times less important is what you do here, when, where, and with whom. Be here now, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe, chiding us along to just be present. You know, what's most important is that we're here, not anything else. So let's try and just be here, truly be here in this present moment. Let's see what Abraham has to say today. You cannot get sick enough to help sick, sick people get better. <coughs> Excuse me. You cannot get poor enough to help poor people thrive. It is only in your thriving that you have anything to offer anyone. If you're wanting to be of an advantage to others, be as tapped in, turned on, turn, turn, oops, tuned in, turned on as you can possibly be. Typo there. Sorry about that. Abraham. Hmm. Okay. Let's try that one more time. You cannot get sick enough to help sick people get better. You cannot get poor enough to help poor people thrive. It is only in your thriving that you have anything to offer anyone. If you're wanting to be of advantage to others, be as tapped in, tuned in, and turned on as you can possibly be. So this is really one of those wonderful quotes that when you get to the heart of it, this is really what Abraham is all about. And that is that... When you are in alignment, you are acting as the best possible beacon for other people in your life. And when you're not, you are not. And as he says, you can't really help people from a place of weakness. You know, I like to say you you can't give from a cuff that's half full. You can only give from a cup that's overflowing. And if somebody is sick, you being sick does not help that person at all. And if somebody else is poor, you being poor does not help that person at all. And if somebody else is out of alignment in whatever possible way they could possibly be out of alignment, and you're trying to help them from your place of being out of alignment, you are absolutely doing no good. There is no way that you can help somebody else get back into alignment if you're not in alignment yourself. You know, we all tend to think like, oh, I got to help this person. I got to help that person. I got to help this person. I got to help that person. And we don't even take care of our own needs. You know, you've heard me over the past few months talk a lot about self-care and about how important it is. For us to really, really take care of ourselves first before we can take care of others. You know, it's the old adage of, you know, when you're on the plane, what do they all tell you during the little safety spiel in the beginning? If the oxygen masks come down, put yours on first before you try and help anybody else put theirs on even small children. Because if you pass out from lack of oxygen, you're not helping anybody else. And that's really what Abraham is saying here. Put your own oxygen mask on first. Because by putting your oxygen mask on first, you're tuning in to your inner guidance, your inner self, your true self, your essence, whatever you want to call it, your spirit, your soul. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, your energetic core. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to call it you need to be in alignment with that piece of you and once you're in alignment with that truly transcendent that a uh, truly special piece of yourself then you're in a position to truly help others you know in a time of of war They always say that it's the army that takes the high ground who has the highest, who has the best advantage. You always want to have the high ground. Why is that? Because from the high ground, you have a much broader perspective. You can see things more clearly, and it's a lot easier to throw stones or bullets or anything, bombs at the enemy down below. But the same is true in helping people. You always want to have the high ground. What is the high ground? The high ground is being in alignment with the solution. You know, you you can't help somebody to be successful if you're not in alignment with success yourself. If you have some unconscious belief systems about having a lot of money is bad or being successful is bad or being in the spotlight is bad, you can 't help anybody else do those things, I mean, yeah, you might have some good advice, you might try and give them some guidance, but it 's not really going to do any good because you know you 're out of alignment, so you 're not truly going to get them into alignment because you 're going to pass along in 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 practical words and and energetically as well you 're going to pass along those belief systems that are out of alignment and the same way they're preventing you from achieving those things that you desire, it's going to prevent the other person from achieving what they truly want. You can't help a person be happy if you're not happy. You can't help a person be joyful if you're not joyful. You can't. You can't push somebody uphill if you're stuck at the bottom of the hill. But if you're on the top of the hill... You can point to the path that you took to get up there and they can follow that path. But if you're behind them, pushing them forward, they have no idea where they're going. They could trip over a rock. They could fall off a cliff. They, you can't see because you can't see in front of somebody who's in front of you. So the, Abraham is telling us that really to truly, and I mean truly help somebody not superficially help someone, but to truly help someone, you really need to be in alignment first. And you have to figure out what does that mean for you? What does it take for you to be in alignment with really yourself, with that best part of you? Everybody is different. Nobody is exactly the same. So you know what it takes for me to come into alignment you know maybe it's sitting down and meditating for 15 minutes for somebody else it might be going for a, a run for somebody else a swim for somebody else it might be just having a good conversation with somebody for somebody else it could be something completely different All right we're, we're 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 7 billion people and there's 7 billion ways to get into alignment and don't think that just the what works for you is going to work for somebody else It might. I mean, you can say to them, hey, look, this is what worked for me. Why don't you try it and see if it can work for you? Just don't assume that it will work for them. Anyway, so two wonderful quotes, kind of related, right? Universe telling us to be present. It's kind of hard to be in alignment if you're not present. And Abraham telling us to be in alignment, so that we can help other people be in alignment. So I hope uh, that inspires you for this coming week. it won't really be a full week till you hear me again live on the air. But uh, yeah, just a little something perhaps to help you through this coming weekend, which here in the Northeast is going to be really frigid. In the United States hopefully where you are if you're not in New York City or Boston or in the Northeast hopefully you're having slightly better weather than we are having here anyway thank you for indulging me in my quotes we'll see what the what they have for us next week so what are we talking about today we're talking about why why would any sane person ever begin to walk this path, this spiritual path, this path of consciousness, this path of raising our vibration, this path of doing the internal self-work, why would we ever want to do that? You know, I, I, I talked about it a bit last week. The the record the broadcast got a bit messed up, and and so we we kind of trashed it. But I really, really want to to reach people and and get you to understand that you know sometimes we romanticize what it means to be on a spiritual path. You know we you know, we see movies like Eat, Love and read the books and, you know, hear these, you know, stories of uh, like the autobiography of a yogi, of Yogananda. Um, And, and, you know, we kind of rose color the story. It sounds so beautiful and, oh, what a wonderful thing it was. And, oh, I, I would love to do that. But you know we really miss out on the nitty-gritty details and and the uncomfortable and sometimes painful and challenging moments that all of these people have had and you know sometimes seeing somebody else uh, describe what it was like to to be in agony over a loss of something or over you know some self-realization that wasn't maybe the most pleasant thing to realize about oneself you know, it, 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 we don't really feel that agony. You know, it's somehow the distance of being an observer makes it, you know, not quite as difficult to bear. But when you're in the thick of things, and those of you who have been through this can, I'm sure I can feel you nodding your heads and out out in the, the various uh, places you're listening to me, you know, it can be excruciating. It can be really tough. And those are the points at which we ask ourselves, why am I doing this? It would be so much easier to just go back to sleep, to be unconscious, to just not have to consider all these things that I think about now, that I pay attention to now. Why did I ever do this? Why? Why would anyone ever? Step upon this path that's filled with stones and broken glass and nails sticking up that you can stub your toes and get cut and bleed. Real blood. Sometimes. And you know what? We'll talk about that why when we come back, and I hope you'll join the conversation. Of course, 877 877- 480 4120. Call in and tell me about your spiritual path. And we'll be back right after these messages.
0: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc.
2: The Conscious Consultant Helping Conscious People Be Better Business People
3: TalkingAlternative.com
2: So as we're walking across the universe, as we're walking through our lives, why? Why in the world would we walk upon this sometimes difficult, sometimes um, sometimes trying path of, of consciousness, of wakefulness of presence in life. So, I I can't really speak for other people. Uh, I've seen and observed different people coming to this path through many different ways. And I can only really speak from my own experience. I know what it was like for me. And and only for me. And the truth is, even as a child, you know, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but I was always the odd one out. And I'm talking as, as a little child. I mean, not that I didn't have friends when I got older, but the truth is, you know, I mean, I didn't have a close friend until I was in junior high school. Then I only had one, maybe two close friends. And then it wasn't, I didn't really start to have a few more friends until high school. But even then, you know, always felt like an outsider. And somehow I think many other people felt like outsiders. We just didn't know it. Couldn't verbalize it. Couldn't express it. But even as a child, you know, I was the odd man out. I was the last person to get picked for the dodgeball team. I was... Uh, you know, the one kids laughed at, I mean, kids laughed at everyone, but when you're a child, you don't really see that. You only see that they're laughing at you. And so I have a feeling that there was no way I would ever walk a normal path because of that. It started young. And I would say that many people that I've spoken to who feel called to a spiritual path, that they too, even as children, they were weird. They saw things, they said things that other kids just didn't say or do. And oftentimes, and, and this is very, very common. I mean, this didn't happen with me, but uh, I've heard it from many other people. Sometimes even our, our special gifts kind of appear when we're children, being able to communicate with you know invisible people that aren't there and seeing colors that are surrounding people, seeing people's auras or just kind of knowing things and not knowing how we know them. And then we get teased of because other people don't see or hear those things. And we get made fun of or our parents just tell you, oh, don't tell anybody you saw that. Don't tell anyone. Don't You know, you got to stop saying things like that. And so because we don't want to be made fun of, because we do want to fit in, because we do want to have friends. I mean, let's face it. Even the most antisocial person as a child, everybody wants to f- have friends. Everybody wants to be part of the group. Nobody wants to be an outsider, right? Nobody wants to, you know, be the the person that everybody else, you know, kind of makes fun of. Nobody wants to be in that position. So even if we have special gifts as young children, if, if we see that they are, you know, not uh, helping us to fit in, it's easy to turn them off. And I tell you, I've, I've spoken to on the show, I've interviewed many people, I have friends that you know were able to have some special gift as a child that they just shut it down. They turned it off. You know, not consciously, but it's just, I don't want this anymore because I don't want to feel different. And so they turned it off. And then as adults, they realized, you know, once they sort of got on the spiritual path and they learned what that what that was, they realized, oh, my God, what a gift that was. Oh, how can I get that back? And it tends to be a struggle to get those gifts back, to reactivate them, because they've been shut down for so long. Now, some people, you know, once they made the decision, they are able to bring it back. Other people... I mean, I know people who had some pretty amazing, amazing abilities as little children who turned it off, and to this day, they haven't been able to truly recultivate it, not to the level that it was, because they buried it so deep. So why would anyone want to be stuck in that? Why would anyone want to be that odd person else? Um... And really, it's something that you really have to wonder, you know, what draws us to this spiritual path? What draws us to study esoteric things, to be interested even in meditation and spirituality and consciousness and all of this stuff? Right? I mean, there's lots and lots of people out there who totally don't care about any of this stuff some of them in your own family i mean think about it i mean i know there are some people who are in a family where the family overall is fairly enlightened but that's usually the exception not the rule most people i know whose feet are fairly planted on this path of consciousness they're usually the only ones in their family You know, in their birth family, not in in their own family, because if they are the head of their family, then usually, you know, others may follow suit. But I'm talking about their brothers and sisters and their parents, especially their parents, right? They are not embraced for doing this. They're not. I mean, when I was... Uh, a teenager a young adult and and i was first on my spiritual path i mean you know my 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 mom was going to get a deprogrammer after me she thought i was a member of a cult (laughs) you know i really people think you're nuts i mean you try and talk to somebody at work about it and all of a sudden they stop having lunch with you i mean come on you know who, who wants to go through that And why is it, why is it that people tend to think that those of us on the spiritual path are nuts, are crazy? I don't know. Maybe it's because we make them uncomfortable. Maybe it's because they know we're right, but they're too scared to even consider the possibilities You know, it's really fascinating. I mean, it really is why one person decides to walk this path and one person doesn't. And I'm reminded of a a very dear and close friend of mine when I was a child. His name was David. And he was almost a mirror image of me. Jewish kid, grew up in the Bronx. We went to elementary school together, then we met up again in junior high school, and even though we went to different high schools, we were like almost best friends. He was the youngest of three children, had an older sister and an older brother, you know, very typical, you know, European Jew whose grandparents had come over from Russia, just like my family. Really, I mean, so, so similar you know maybe his maybe his family had a little bit more money than mine did you know mine my parents uh, were educated and and were were city workers you know my my dad was a statistician worked for the highway department my mom was a, um had been a, an economist before she was married but after she was married um just went to being a, a, an elementary school teacher his parents his dad owned a um Uh, a candy store Uh, you know one of those uh, nowadays we call them bodegas but back then they were like we call them candy stores where they sell magazines and candy and and newspapers and stuff um, right in the near Yankee Stadium and uh, and and he did pretty well with the business and eventually sold it and, and bought a stationary store up in Scarsdale and they moved to Riverdale and me and him we were really good friends. But where things started to diverge for us was when I really started to get put on a spiritual path. And all these crazy things started happening. And, and I talked to him about it in the beginning. And he just couldn't go there. And I don't know why. But he just he 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 would be like, "Wow, that's strange." Oh, did you see who won? You know, the the baseball game last night. You now he was much more "quote unquote" normal than I was, but that normalness didn't serve him in the end. And yeah you know, when I compared my life to his, which I often did because he had some of the things I wish I had. He had more confidence with women. He had a lot more girlfriends than I did. He had more money than I did. You know, I, I, and you know, he seemed to get along better with his family than I did with my family. But in the end, um, I'm very grateful that I was not him. And uh, when we get back to break from break, I'll explain why. Please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I'm your host, Sam Leibwitz, and we will be back in just a moment.
0: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you.
3: I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit
2: Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at
1: TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials.
3: 24 hours a day.
2: sometimes sometimes when you're in the middle of things you really are like ah, where are you god so i was telling you about my friend david and how he was so much like me except he wasn't and as we grew up we kind of grew apart and and in the beginning uh, when I was in college, which was really when my feet kind of got planted firmly on a spiritual path. And, and shortly thereafter, I'd even came to him once and asked for help. And he wouldn't help me uh, because he said, you know, he just didn't believe in this stuff the way I did. And, uh, you know, it really hurt me. And, and uh, and you know, now I can look back on it and and you know, I can see things differently, but at the time it really hurt me because he was like my best friend growing up, but we were really on two separate paths, you know, he was really a much more quote-unquote normal guy, and I wasn't, I absolutely wasn't, and over the years, you know, I mean, with enough time passes, you you make up with people, and yeah, you, know, you know, we we kept in contact. You know, it was you know, we both got married. Uh, he ended up having a couple of kids, two wonderful little boys, and then one day, guess it was about three and a half years ago, maybe four years ago, got a message on Facebook from his, uh, from his ID and it was his brother telling me he had committed suicide and that apparently he had been suffering from depression for many, many years. And I had no clue. I had no clue. And, and, you know, uh, the last time I had seen him, my, my wife and I had, had gone up to to visit him and, and meet him and his wife and, and uh, his boys, you know, had been married, I don't know, relatively short amount of time. And I thought, you know, it would be nice if we could you know, reconnect. And when he found out that, um, when he found out that she was, a th- my wife was a therapist. So he, he, I think he briefly mentioned something that he had been in therapy that he had, um, uh, was on some anti-depression anti-depression me- medication and stuff. I didn't really think much of it. And it was such a shock to me. when I found out that he, that he had killed himself. Because, you know, as kids, he was the life of the party. He was always joking around. I mean, mean, one of the reasons why we became such good friends in junior high school was because even though I had to take a couple of buses to get to junior high school, he lived right across the street from the junior high school and I used to, you know, bring my lunch over and eat at home with him. He used to, during lunch break, he wouldn't eat in the cafeteria. He would eat at home because he's literally right across the street, and I used to go across with him, and we'd do our homework together and stuff, and we'd be joking around and laughing. It was hard to believe that he suffered from depression, but what was harder still for me Especially after I started with the wellness center and I had started doing this stuff. Like how he could not come to me. How could he have not said anything to me? I could have helped him, I felt. But you see, he couldn't. Because that just wasn't who he was. And that wasn't his path. And all these years of jealousy that I had had. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, jealousy is kind of a strong word. I mean, Maybe it was envy. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that I didn't, you know, it wasn't that I didn't want him to have it. You know, sometimes we think of jealousy as like, you know, I want what you want and I'll take it from you. It wasn't that kind of a jealousy. It was just like, wow, he seemed, seemed like he had all the good stuff. It seemed like he was so happy. I just want to have the same things he does. And then I realized, you know what? I don't want the same things he does if that's what it leads to. And it was, it was so hard for me to believe. I mean, he had a wife who loved him. He had two beautiful boys. How much pain must he have been in in order to have taken his own life, leaving those that he loved behind? So, yeah, you know, being on a spiritual path, you know, sometimes you do feel like doing that, but you usually don't. And it really got me to realize that as difficult as my path had been, as gut-wrenching at times as my path had been in life, having these experiences and being on this path of spirit and of consciousness, that I wouldn't trade it for anything because it made me who I am today. It gave me a depth of character, a compassion for others, an openness to new ideas and to change. And it, it, yeah, it was really tough at times, but at other times it really lifted up my soul so that even the thought of taking my own life I mean it's pretty much inconceivable for me even in like the worst of situations it's like why would you ever want to take your own life it's like you're it's like you're cutting off possibilities I mean yeah things may suck at the moment but that doesn't mean they're going to suck tomorrow and it doesn't mean that maybe tomorrow you can't figure out a solution and it doesn't mean that you know your life is always going to be like this i mean i'm pretty much convinced that that people who commit suicide they do it because they just can't see any other possibility. It's not that no other possibility exists. They just can't see it. And I realized that as difficult as walking a spiritual path is, it's actually far tougher not to. You know, people sometimes think that just having a mechanistic, materialistic view of the universe is is so much easier, right? You know, you just, you get up in the morning, you go to work, you don't have to think about these esoteric things and what's happening in the world, you know, all you care about is yourself and your family and that's it. But by... And please, I, I, I don't want to sound judgmental. This, this isn't meant judgmentally. This is just meant observationally. But having that kind of quote-unquote superficial life, in my estimation, that breeds trouble. That is the reason why there are so many Americans on anti-anxiety medication. You know, that is why divorce rates are over 50%. I mean, that is why there is is so many social problems in this world. Because once you start on a spiritual path and you begin to just even glimpse the idea that we're all one and that the people we see around us are merely reflections of who we are inside, how can you ignore their pain and suffering? I mean, this is not to say that we, you know, enable others and that we do for them. No, you don't do for them. But you learn how to support them and how to empower them to do for themselves. And... When you don't believe in any of this stuff, when you don't believe that there's anything more than this material world, that can get pretty depressing. You know, if you look at the world around you and you look at things from a materialistic point of view, the world looks pretty grim and pretty bleak. You see, but when you look at things from a spiritual or or energetic or from a point of view of the unfoldment of consciousness and you can see or at least you can imagine that like maybe there is a reason for all these things and that even though things might seem not so great today things can change and that as spiritual beings we are far more powerful then we realize, and that when we do realize this, then we can really, really, truly help others. You see, because then we're not helping sick people from a place of sickness, and we're not helping poor people from a place of poorness. Then we're truly able to help others from a position of strength. You see, our perspective really colors our entire existence. And when you have the perspective of an infinite intelligence, of an interconnectedness of all that is, when you have just some minor brush with the divine even if it's you know some medium channeling a a dead relative of yours telling you something that there was no possible way this person could know you know or, or or there's some amazing coincidence that saves your life or or, or or just happens to put you in the right place at the right time it's hard to really go back to that place of of you know all there is is just what I see in front of me I mean you you really can't i mean once once you begin to to walk, to take that first step on a spiritual path, you really, you really can't go back to sleep. You can't unring that bell because you know better. And I just know that in my life, as agonizing as parts of it has been, I am so, so, so grateful for it, for all of it, every piece of it. Because it's what makes me who I am today. And unfortunately, not being on that path made my friend David who he was in his life. And I'm sure there's something to be learned from his tragic death. And I know that, you know, there's a greater part for that to play out. And I wish I could see it, and I don't at the moment. I haven't over the last few years. Except to know that I miss him. And that I I know that eventually our paths will cross again. So why walk on a spiritual path? Maybe just because? better than the alternative. Please stay tuned. I'll be back in just a moment.
0: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com.
3: What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc.
2: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com, we look forward to serving you.
0: Hey, all you crazy listeners
3: looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Lend your ears, lend your hands, lend your movement, anything you can. Come to teach, come to be taught, come in the likeness and the image of God. Cause you can be like that with all that humbleness and all that respect. All the power invested in me. Be
2: hard to love my enemy. Welcome back you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and this show has been all about why, why would anybody ever want to walk on a spiritual path, a path of consciousness, when uh, it's so difficult at times? You know, some people say, well, we do it because the rewards can be so great, because that sense of spirit of connection uh uh, the knowledge the abilities is so wonderful but i don't believe that you know it's it's the, the 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 carrot and the stick kind of idea it's like oh because you know it's 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 you all these rewards waiting for you nobody does it for the rewards trust me no reward is worth what at times it feels like at times no reward is worth what you're going through Nope, that's not why. And if uh, you happen to catch the tail end of last week, you'll know what I'm about to say. It's not that we choose this path consciously. It's not that anybody one day wakes up and says, ooh, I want to like go on a spiritual journey and like have all kinds of amazing experiences and go through some of my deepest darkest fears no no nobody nobody does that nobody wakes up one day and says oh i think i'm going to be so different that my friends and my family will never talk to me again nobody says that it's not that we choose to walk on a spiritual path. It's not a choice. It's not a conscious choice. It's that the path picks us. And you have heard me say it before, and I will continue to say it, the universe will have its way with you whether you want it to or not. And the more you resist it, just the more difficult you make it for yourself and the more you accept it, the easier... Your path becomes, not that it's ever easy, but it's easier. And in the end, perhaps it's an agreement that we made eons ago, lifetimes ago. Yes, I do believe in reincarnation. I've believed in reincarnation since I first heard the concept. I was probably 15 or 16 at the time just made sense to me but perhaps we just made an agreement with other souls thousands upon thousands of years ago that this would be the time that this would be the role that we play that this would be our coming home You know, a friend of mine once said, when people asked him if he believed in reincarnation, he said, well, I believe in recycling. And I thought that's such a great answer. Right? Do you believe in recycling? Right? Should, should we recycle the metals and the plastics and the woods and the paper on this planet? Why not recycle our essence, our spirit, our energy? First law of thermodynamics. In a closed system, energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but merely transform state. I don't always believe that all the quote-unquote laws of physics are right because we're always finding out new laws and understanding our universe better. And a thousand years from now, our understanding of things will be completely different than what it is today. But I like to Believe it empowers me to believe that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but merely transform state. And after all, when we leave this mortal plane, are we not merely transforming state? You know, as a therapist, my wife has come to grips with sometimes her own grief over the loss of her mom. And says that today she has actually a better relationship with her mom than she ever did when she was alive. She still talks to her. She still reaches out to her. Still feels her mom's presence around her sometimes. Why do we choose the spiritual path? (laughs) Trick question. Because we don't. Because we don't. It is just... Our destiny? I don't know. Because it chooses us. Because it's just our time. And just because it's our time doesn't mean it's anybody else's time. And I really, really want you to understand that just because you're on this path with me, walking step by step, and it doesn't matter if one person is a few feet ahead of another person on the path, It really doesn't matter. But just because you're on this path does not mean your friends have to be on this path, your parents have to be on this path, your relatives have to be on this path. does not mean you have to go out and convert the world. You don't. They will walk their path in their appropriate time. And you cannot see what lessons they are learning on their own path. You cannot inhabit their skin. You don't know how they feel deep inside. You don't know what they're truly experiencing, how they're experiencing life. So don't judge their path as good or bad or right or wrong. It's just their path. There are over 7 billion unique paths in this world. And we do not have the perspective to see where all those paths lead. So how can we judge them as being right or wrong or good or bad? Why would anyone walk upon this path of consciousness? It's just our time. And it's just where we want to be. Whether we. Think that or not. I mean, in the end, you are exactly where you were meant to be and you are exactly where you want to be because you are where you are because of a million and one little decisions that you have made since the day you were born. And every decision you have made to go right or to go left, to go up or down, have all brought you to this moment this moment. And the decisions you're making in this moment will take you to where you need to be in the next moment. It's not right or wrong or good or bad. It just is what it is. It just is your path. And yes, sometimes we look at someone else's path and we say to ourselves, I'd rather have their path than my path. But just like my friend David, you don't know where their path leads. And what maybe looks like a pretty good path right now, a year or two or ten from now, might not be so good. You know, they've, they've, I've seen movies done about this. Like a Sliding Doors, I think, was one. I see there's some TV show now about, you know, some woman who, you know, in in one lifetime... One lifeline, she got married, and another one, she didn't, and kind of the difference. You know, we think about this all the time. What if I had just made a different choice? Well, when it comes to being on a spiritual path, I don't think it's possible. I don't think, and I could be wrong, possible. I've been wrong about lots of things. But I don't think we really have a choice. And even if we walk away from it for a while, the way I did for several years, eventually the universe will have its way with you whether you want it to or not. And it will bring you back to exactly where you're supposed to be. So thank you for joining me this hour for another rather personable, personal show. Starting next week, My new time slot will be Monday at 1 p.m., 1 to 2 p.m., so I'm moving from mornings to afternoons. I hope you will join me. I have a whole slew of really amazing guests coming up. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned. Coming up next, J.C. Maldonado and the 21st Century Entrepreneur, followed by Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio. That's the last time I get to say that. I hope you have a joyful weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you all. Thank you for listening to my show. And I hope you will tune in from now on on Mondays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Take care from my heart to your heart. Welcome on the path.
3: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
2: Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183 The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people.
0: Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com.
3: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative.
1: Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials.